This is your host, Terry Noland, and this is your community. Come on in, grab a seat, and strap in. Hello, podcast friends. We are here today talking about the fact that literacy leaders should raise their hands as those of us that are in education and know what it's like to stand in front of students and you're out there and you're teaching your class or you're an administrator at a staff meeting. You want engagement. You want involvement. You want students raising their hands. You want colleagues raising their hands. You want that active participation. But we know what happens so often is there's no hands that get raised. Nobody's raising their hands. Nobody is saying, yes, yes, let me speak. Let me be the one to say something or ask a question because I don't understand. Literacy leaders should be hand raisers. And not just the fact that you should be hand raisers, you should be hand raisers that raise their hand first or almost first. You should want to get involved. You should want to be the go-getter. You should be the one that says, yes, I'm going to dive right in. Hand raising is not just about putting that arm in the air. Hand raising is about having a spirit within you that says, I am willing to step my foot forward when it's uncomfortable, when everybody else is looking at me, when I'm not sure of myself. It is saying that I am willing to put myself out there. And sometimes we get scared of that. It's not always taught. This isn't a skill that is taught when we think about personal development and and leadership development. This is a soft skill. You know, in job descriptions, you don't really see a bullet that says, are you a hand raiser? It's, It's that soft skill. And as literacy leaders, we need to be ones that are hand raisers. We are the go getters. We are the ones that forge the trail sometimes. And it can't be forced. It can't be forced upon you. I mean, I see so many times in schools, districts, states, our entire country, where there is some new legislation that is going to be put in place. And my goodness, this is going to transform literacy in our state. But the teachers say, nobody asked us. We weren't raising our hands for this. And so your hands are forced in the air. Your hands are forced. We don't like forced hands. Literacy leaders, we should want to raise our hands because there's something so um, significant about what it means in raising your hand. Willingly, not forced, because it helps us put our, our, not our own selves first. It helps put our passion first. And our passion is literacy. Our passion is literacy development. Our passion is literacy outcomes. Our passion is transforming our world in the future. Hopefully, many of you went and listened to that podcast last week where we talked about how literacy is absolutely critical for what it means to be an active participant in our society, to be a community member in our society. That's what we need to be doing. 
Today, when I talk about literacy leaders should be hand raisers, I'm going to be talking about several different aspects, five different aspects, in fact. And as we dive into that, I just want to share a couple of things. You know, if we are going to be a hand raiser, that that keeps us from being finger pointers. <laughs> Let's be hand raisers and not finger pointers. So often it's easier to point the finger than raise the hand. Let's raise the hand and not point the finger. Something else I want you to know about being a hand raiser. Don't think that, yeah, I'm going to raise my hand for the easy stuff because then maybe when the hard stuff comes along, nobody will look to me because I've already raised my hand. Literacy leaders as hand raisers raise their hands for the hard stuff too. Because if I'm going to raise my hand for the hard stuff, then that says it's not about me. It's about my passion. It's about me being someone that leads through influence and inspiration. Let's dive right in to the five different aspects of being a hand raiser. And I'll start out with the fact of when you are a hand raiser, you are saying to yourself and others that you are a risk taker, a risk taker. Because let's let's just put this in perspective. Okay, we are about to run full steam ahead into the start of the school year. And I'm sure as in every start of the school year, we've got new initiatives, we've got new task forces, we've got new committees, we've got new opportunities, we've got new, uh, be a sponsor for this extracurricular activity, lead in this area. And as those moments are coming up, you, if you raise your hand, you're saying, I'm willing to take the risk. I don't know what this new literacy task force is about in our school or district, but I'm going to be a risk taker and I'm going to raise my hand and say, yes, I want to be a part of that because it's not about me. It's about the greater good. It's about the greater good. And you're also saying, I don't have the answers. Sure, there may you may have sat on a literacy task force before. You know, uh, you may have sat on the the committee around implementing a new curriculum. Doesn't matter, whatever it is. And and you've got some experiences that you could bring to the table. That's great. But let's face it: every new task force, every new committee, every new opportunity has its own challenges with it. So when you raise your hand, you're saying, I'm being a risk taker. I don't know the answers. I might have some good insight into the answers, but I'm willing to put myself out there as someone that is willing to uh, say, I don't have the answers, but I'm willing to find them out. I'm going to raise my hand first. Because if you raise your hand first, you're saying I'm diving right in instead of sitting back. And when this new committee comes along and chooses a new curriculum that's not aligned to the science of reading, then we often fall back into, I'm going to point the finger. If you didn't raise your hand in the first place, you can't point the finger. So be a risk taker, be a risk taker and dive right in and raise your hand. It shows your sense of vulnerability to say, yeah, let's be a part of this. It's not about me. It's for the greater good of what I'm trying to accomplish. Number two, 
of being a hand raiser. It places you in a position of growth. It places you in a place that says, okay, I'm I'm taking the risk, but I'm also willing to grow and learn. With every new committee, with every new opportunity, with every new uh, initiative that gets put in place, and if you raise your hand, that is a moment of growth for you. You're going to learn something new. You're going to learn about team dynamics. You're going to learn about uh, conflict resolution. You're going to learn more about evidence-based practices of literacy instruction. That's what you're going to learn. And isn't that what you want to lead with? Being someone that is open to growth, open to being stretched open to saying, okay, this is uncomfortable right now, but that is the moment when I know I'm about to grow. I'm about to move forward. I tell that to people a lot when they come to me like, oh my goodness, this new job, this new situation, uh, this new classroom assignment, this new curriculum, ah, it feels weird. It feels uncomfortable, but okay, that means you're on the verge of growth. That means that you're that you're moving, your mind is being stretched, your intellect is being challenged. That's a good thing. It means you're growing. So when you raise your hands for those literacy initiatives, for those task forces, you are saying, I'm ready to grow. And you know what? That inspires me. It's going to inspire people around you. So it places you in those positions where you're ready to grow. Being a hand raiser also starts to build relationships. It builds relationships with those that also raise their hand. I love being around like-minded people. I love being in a room. I can sit on a Zoom call where I've not met somebody for the very first time. I can sit on a phone call. I can meet them face-to-face in person. And when I sit around like-minded people, I tell you we could speak for hours and we don't even know that the clock has ticked a single second. It feels right. But on the flip side, you're going to be challenged in relationships. You're going to be challenged. I don't like the challenge in relationships. It makes me uncomfortable, makes me squirm in my seat. It makes me uh, get mad. It makes me get introspective. It makes me, all those things are moments of growth. They're moments of growth. I don't need to look at someone and and see them as this terrible person that's trying to to rain down havoc. We're all trying to navigate the relationship. It places you around people where you can start to build relationships. You grow and you expand. And remember, and specifically, I mean, this is a literacy leadership podcast, right? So we are, I am specifically talking about literacy initiatives that drive evidence-based outcomes, whatever that looks like for your school, for your district be a hand raiser, start to develop relationships. And sometimes in those moments, you come out with relationships you never even imagined. You never even imagined. I think about my own career and I've always taken the hand raiser approach. Always. I'm going to raise my hand. And I may not raise it publicly, 
because I also don't want to be seen as, oh my goodness, there's that person raising their hand all the time. They think they know it all. Sometimes I message somebody privately and say, yeah, I really look would like to be a part of this new task force, this new committee. I'd love to be considered. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. And I've done that. I've put that philosophy in my life. And you know what? When I started in this organization, I started in a role that was an entry-level role, critical, vital role for the organization. But I was always a hand raiser. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm willing. Nobody wants to do the dirty work of creating a spreadsheet and you know, designing a presentation or whatever it is. I'll I'll raise my hand. I'll do it. I'm fine doing it. And as literacy leaders, we have to be willing because it's not about us. It's for the greater good of advancing literacy outcomes for kids. Okay, let's go to number four. Number four, it raises your profile. Let me continue with my story of my growth at Learning Ally. When I raised my hand, it raised my profile. And once again, not because, oh my goodness, look at you. Because I sometimes, like I said, I would raise my hand privately, a private message, a private phone call. Hey, yeah, when you introduce the concept of this new job, this new uh, role, this new task force, this new idea, I want to be a part of that. And people started to see me as someone willing to help because I was willing to jump in and do the dirty work. I learned this so much from my parents growing up. They were always so willing to jump in and do the dirty work, being hand raisers. I I, I recall, I think I've probably told this story on this podcast, but I'll tell it again. My dad was a county commissioner. And I don't know if you know much about being a county commissioner, but you're responsible for a lot of things involving the county. But one of the things that you're responsible for are the roads, are those county roads. And he, uh, as county commissioner, had a team of individuals that, that worked with him and they would go out and sometimes they would have to lay tar, you know, for, for new pavements, new roads and things like that. He is the leader of his precinct. He would come home and his clothes would reek of tar They would absolutely reek of tar to the point that sometimes he would have to undress in the laundry room because it smelled so bad. He wasn't afraid to do the dirty work. He was a leader. I saw that. When I transitioned from the classroom to be an administrator, it was because I raised my hand. It was because I said, yes, I want this opportunity. Evaluate me to see if I'm the right choice. Yes, because I want to make significant contributions to our school. It raises your profile. So with my journey, it started to raise my profile. And now as a leader in the organization, as sitting in a position of leadership, sitting in a place where others can look to me I, I, I am willing to raise my hand and people come to me now. Will you lead this? Will you do this? I encourage you as literacy leaders, classroom teachers, paraprofessionals, doesn't matter your role, uh, principals, it does not matter your role. Raise your hand. 
Let people know. Let people see you're willing to fail. You're willing to make um, choices that advances literacy. All right, let's move on to number five. And number five, I think, is so critical when we think about being a hand raiser as a literacy leader. And this gets back to something I said at the beginning, when you raise your hand, it keeps you from pointing the finger. Because I think so often what is happening, because we're so overwhelmed in our current roles, me too. I mean, educators are overwhelmed. Restaurant owners are overwhelmed. uh, The dry cleaners are overwhelmed. Everybody is overwhelmed right now. We're short staffed. Too many new things coming our way, hitting my plate. I can't do it all. So we shy away from raising our hand. Nope. Uh, I, I realize we've got an opportunity for a new committee to be stood up at our district around choosing curriculums. And, and you're like, I just don't have time for that. I can't take on one more thing. I'm Nope. I'm just going to sit back. This doesn't allow you to have a seat at the table. This doesn't allow your voice as a literacy leader, understanding evidence-based practices, understanding science of reading, understanding the fact that we need word recognition and language development all at the same time, raising the ships. If you don't raise your hand, you don't get that seat. Your voice isn't heard. And then you sit back and say, well, look what they did. I can't believe what they chose. I can't believe I've got to learn this new curriculum. I can't believe this is the direction we're headed. And that places us in a point, in a position, in a posture of pointing our fingers. It's human nature. I've done it. I was, ran our local booster club here all throughout when my kids were in high school. And, uh, you know, in that journey, I raised my hand a lot. Oh my goodness. I carried coolers and painted signs and and hauled around t-shirts and you name it, whatever it was, you know, doing the dirty work. But so often I kind of got in that posture of finger pointing as well. Eve, you know, uh, where, well, uh, after I left that role, like, oh, well, why didn't you do this? I did it that way. It's human nature for us to do that. But it's also for the greater good for us to say, nope, as a leader, I am not going to do that. I'm not. Because I want my voice to be heard. I need my voice to be heard. I need to be challenged by the relationships that that come into this committee with me. Guys, I can't tell you how much we need you in this country. If you're listening to this podcast and you've listened for long enough, you're a literacy leader that understands evidence-based practices and reading instruction. You understand the impact that literacy has on our life and in our world. And if it's not you, then who? Then who? Raise your hand. I want to see so many of you raise your hand and I know you are and I applaud you and I just want to hug you tight. I'm putting my hands up in the air right now because I want to hug you tight. Thank you for raising your hand. Lead with integrity. 
lead with honor, lead with a go-getter mindset, and go out there and be a hand raiser. Thank you for going on the journey today. Thank you for being present. Thank you for continuing to grow and learn. If we are going to make an impact on education, create significance in the lives of our students, we need you. If you want to learn more about Learning Ally, visit us at learningally.org and be a part of a transformational community.